Welcome to Moonbeaming, a podcast about magic, creativity, the tarot, lunar living, and more. I'm your host, Sarah Faith Godestiner, and I'm so happy you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you are enjoying your summer. I hope you're soaking up that vitamin D and doing a lot of things that light you up or that restore you. I think it's really important. I've been thinking a lot about this. I've been reading that when something hard happens, often we don't give ourselves the space to process it in the moment, or we don't have the space to process it. And a lot of us didn't give ourselves the space to process 2020 and 2021. And we kind of now can, some of us can't exhale, um, or I'm encouraging you to feel like you can exhale with your whole body and sort of process. I know that's kind of where I'm at. Um, so in some ways we process is through movement and being out in nature or drawing or hugging yourself or being in water, you know, I've been thinking so much about how healing often comes through joy and connection and laughter and being in relationship with nature and with magic. So I hope that you are able to fold some of that into your days. So on to this week's episode, this topic that I'm doing the podcast on today is one that is so near and so dear to my heart. And it's about intuition. You read the title. It's not a surprise. It's been so much of my life learning how to connect my intuition. I use my intuition for my work very strongly and very heavily. Listening to my own intuition has changed and saved my life. My intuition brought me to where I'm living. My intuition brought me to the love of my life. My intuition told me to write many moons. I could be here all day. Getting to connect to my intuition has been, I don't have words for how helpful it's been for me. And it's truly one of my goals to help other people connect to their intuition. And it's also probably the number one question I receive. People are always asking me, you know, how do I develop my intuition? What are some practices to connect to one's intuition? How do we know it's our intuition and not something else? You know, all of these questions around intuition. In June's Patreon bonus episode, uh, for those of you who are interested in joining my Patreon or who have joined my Patreon at the magic maker level and haven't listened, in June's bonus episode, I go pretty deep into some practices. So if you're interested, you can listen in there. 
I'm also today going to suggest some less specific practices that you can kind of feel your way and practice your way into. And what I wanted to talk about today are some aspects of the intuition conversation that I've never heard spoken about and that I really, really, really wish I had known sooner rather than figuring it out all on my own, often the hard way, often feeling like I was stumbling in the dark alone. You know, it really would have saved me a lot of time, quite a bit of heartache and a huge amount of energy if I had just been able to put these different pieces together. So I wanted to share some thoughts about what I went through and what I've learned And what I haven't necessarily heard spoken about by a lot of people, and I'm going to get into the topics of intuition, being highly sensitive, anxiety, and trauma. It's a party, right? Just a party over here at Moonbeaming. Total party. Party for four. Intuition, highly sensitive, anxiety, trauma. Walk into a bar. Just kidding. They would never be out in public. <laughs> no, I'm just, they'd be like in home. They'd be at home separately or spending long moments at the party, locking themselves in the bathroom, right? No. Enough poking fun at myself. Let's start with some brief thoughts on intuition. So you know what intuition is, my dears. Intuition is the voice and the emergence of the true self. It is the authentic wisdom that stems from paying attention and being aware of information, of important, intimate information, information of the spirit, information of the soul, information of the life path, and how that translates, how that translates in the way we interpret that, right? It's sensory. It's usually from one or more of our senses. You know, people tend to overcomplicate intuition sometimes, I believe, because intuition simply comes from the true self. It is our inner GPS. It's the ability to locate one's inner knowing outside of anything external that goes beyond logic and beyond the kind of analyzation that comes through the brain often. You know, it comes through in any number of ways. And sometimes those ways are absolutely external. And it does, however, require a deep listening and a trust of rootedness. That's not really an idea, but it's it's like a deep rootedness, rootedness in the deep wisdom of the self. And also our intuition can be subtle. The messages of our intuition, how it comes through can be quite subtle. I also think that there can kind of be a misconception that intuition tends mostly to be about the future and it totally can be. It absolutely can be. I think mm, we're kind of getting a bit more into the psychic range there, in my opinion, because ultimately my belief is that intuition 
connects us squarely with the present and squarely with ourselves and or with our connection to something greater than ourselves. And this, of course, happens through the body. It doesn't happen out there in outer space, you know? It happens in our body. Our body is this portal. Our senses are what our intuition comes through, through what we notice, what we smell, uh, what we hear, you know, and how we make meaning of those things. The ways in which our intuition comes through also can shift and change. And that has happened to me many times. And it's happened to other intuitives I've spoken to. So don't get hung up if you can't visualize or you don't hear messages. Those are the main ones talked about, seeing visions or hearing voices. I get way more into that in my elemental intuition class. So I'm not going to tangent now, but your intuition might speak to you through the body or symbols or sound or temperature or smell. And also often intuition comes through doing, through processing, like through talking about an experience, through expressing, through being creative by writing a poem or a song or being a channel in some other way, like a dancer, you know, connecting to our intuition can be easy. We can make it easy. We have to parse out what our intuition is not. And we have to think about when we feel most us, when we are in the present moment with no concerns or worries For some of us, it's when we're alone, feeling content and relaxed with nothing to prove and no shoulds or pressures being put on us by ourselves or others. Some of us, it's through an activity and some of us, it's just through being. And to find out how your intuition might come through is really simple. What do you like? What are you drawn to? Trees? Tarot? Animals, plants, color, sound, all of the above that I just listed and other things as well. You know, do those things. Ask for messages from the trees. Tune into the color green. See what's coming through and trust it. Practice. Think about when you were a child in the small moments of freedom that some of us had in our childhood. What did you love doing? Was it playing dress up, making up stories with dolls, doing puzzles, you know, whatever it is, playing in nature, do those things, dress up, make up stories, you know, talk to your invisible friends, reconnect to your imagination and to this world that is inside of you. Open up to the belief that intuition can come in and that you do have guides or angels or other helpers who want to talk to you and share. I have a friend, her like intuitive guide is her in 40 years, you know, like the wise old self, wise older self. So, you know, it might again, be open to how that might come through. Babes, 
I'm a very skeptical person. For much of my life, I did not know I was psychic. I know, right? But (laughs) always the last to know. You know, I'm always the last to know. What I knew and what I picked up on or picked up was often a burden. It, It was confusing. It wasn't cool. Uh, I feel like we're in a renaissance now of sorts of like it being cool to be intuitive or be psychic or a healer or whatever. But, you know, in my experience, it just made me a freak to be real. It made me feel separate and alone until I figured it out and created vessels and spaces for my psychic ability, which I also think is separate from my intuition. That's um, it's a Venn diagram for another day. But truly, I wish I had the tools from a young age to equip me and to train me, you know, with some of my gifts. And I didn't. I really did have to learn everything on my own. I had to figure out my own process. And there's so much support out there. Please, you know, read all the books, listen to all the podcasts. But also, you know, like I did, you kind of have to figure out your own process as well. You just kind of have to because we're all so unique. You know, we all have our own experience. And that's like a really rad part about intuition is that it's not cookie cutter. Your intuition is super different than my intuition because we're super different, you know? So learning and exploring how your intuition shows up is learning and exploring how you show up and who you are, you know, and you really do have to do it. You can't just read one book and all of a sudden you're intuitive. You know, you have to practice, tune into yourself, bring your intuition into your daily life, see what's getting your attention. I always say, notice what you're noticing and listen to your body because the gifts of intuition are many. You know, intuition ultimately helps us make the best choices and the right decisions for us. It helps us notice red flags, what's not going to be a good fit for us. And it also helps us be attuned to situations that could be opportunities. You know, that voice in your head that like, oh, maybe I should call so-and-so. Maybe I need to send an email to so-and-so. Maybe I need to go to the store before I start work or whatever it is. It can help us attune to situations that are great and supports us in doing brave, hard things for ourselves. I also think of intuition as an internal GPS guiding us to the next iteration of who we are becoming. It's this link to our soul, the soul of who we are beyond our conditioned personality. So much of our time in life is spent reacting or recovering from external situations, other people's energies or circumstances outside of our sphere of influence. And that's why we need energetic hygiene. And that's why we need to practice energetic sovereignty. And that's why we need to connect to our intuition and clear energy that's not ours, because ultimately that will guide us towards what's most important. Intuition helps us heal. 
It helps us stay aligned with our purpose and ultimately guides us on our life's path. I don't think we've got one life to live that's predestined. I don't believe that. Some of it is, um, you know, it's all very complicated, but I don't think there's just one right thing. You know, I believe we have lots of different ways that we have the opportunity to fulfill the authentic expression of our soul. And also in a lot of cases, it can be pretty diametrically opposed to what the dominant culture tells us. And I'm going to get into that uh, in a a bit. I also think intuition helps us heal trauma and nervous system dysregulation because in order to be able to access our intuition more easily, we need to be in flow, which puts us in a more relaxed state. We need to cultivate flow. So the more relaxed we are, the more in flow we are, surprise, the less dysregulated we are, right? Intuition also requires trust with a capital T and that helps us heal trauma, trusting ourselves because so many of us have byproducts of trauma where we don't feel like we can trust ourselves, where our bodies are not our own and trusting ourselves, trusting our bodies, making time and space for that over time with practice can help us heal that aspect of trauma. And so I guess I will begin. I'll begin with trauma. Having PTSD or CPTSD or anxiety or whatever else you might have or whatever else might come up for you does not block or stop one from being intuitive. You can have CPTSD and be a clear channel. You can channel your your guides or your ancestors. I'm going to say this probably 11 million times in my life. I'm probably going to say this 11 more times in this episode. And you can bet your sweet baby, I'm going to be saying it next year in a lover's year, but this is not either or our experiences are not either or let's stop limiting ourselves, you know, super similar to having chronic illness or chronic pain and being intuitive. I have both chronic illness and chronic pain. It does not hinder my abilities. And, you know, because like real talk, my health is unreliable, meaning I could feel like shit unexpectedly. I could be on a juice cleanse. I could be getting eight hours of sleep. I could be meditating for 20 minutes a day and drinking all the water. And and I might be in a flare up, you know, I've had to get used to give giving readings and doing intuitive work even when I physically or even mentally don't feel great you know she doesn't feel so fresh but she's showing up and those readings are great they're fine they're beautiful and the reason for this is I've figured out in my own particular practice how to open and channel in any kind of condition and most importantly I've learned how to drop the ego the resistance that tells me I'm not going to do a good job. The shame I have had about my chronic pain, right? Uh, Because it can really be a bummer. It can make us feel bad about ourselves. 
but we have to separate ourselves from that. You know, we are not our shame. I've learned to be able to drop that through compassion and through practice. And I've learned to be in the present moment and to really trust and receive the information is going to flow, you know, and that's what comes when you drop the ego. The ego will tell us all kinds of lies, all kinds of stories, and will try to scare us so we don't open up and we're clenched and we're not in the present and we're just telling stories about our lack or our limits. So we don't connect to source or the universe or whatever it is that makes you feel interconnected in this golden web. So you don't have to be any different than who you are, what you are. There is no performing for God. Goddess loves you no matter if you're in a flare-up or in the most prime health condition ever, you know, spirit isn't going to withhold pertinent information if you show up grumpy or tired. Like it just doesn't work like that, my friends. But if you withhold from yourself, if you decide to focus on doubt, that's what's blocking you. You are the only one who can block you from accessing intuition and flow by being too much in the story, in the ego. Obviously, that goes for a lot more than connecting to your intuition. And you know, uh, on that note, healing trauma and also and or managing the symptoms of our trauma is also really vital if we would like a clearer connection to our intuition because the trauma brain and the trauma body, they are hypervigilant. They're in the past, they get on their loops and that's because ultimately they want to help keep us safe. They're a pattern, but what that does is it keeps our brain, our focus, our awareness, preoccupied with the past, uh, trained towards attack or distress, and that can hinder our intuition. I really want to pause here and pour so much compassion to those of you listening who have trauma, who have symptoms of trauma. Like I'm right here with you. We have to give ourselves so much compassion. It can feel really intense to not have caused something, you know, that is such a huge part of your life to, to not be the cause of it and have to deal with it. You know, like there's a lot of grief there. If I'm being honest, at least there, it can be for me. And also for those of you new towards exploring, managing your symptoms or healing trauma, or healing anxiety, or all the other things I'm going to be talking about today, I want to let you know it's possible. I have come so far from when I first began, and I just want to encourage you to really make it a priority in your life, you know, because it's it's really important and it can absolutely happen. I'll put some resources actually in the show notes, okay? So you can you can check those out. You know, it's never 
that you don't have intuition. It's that there might be a challenge listening to it or locating it. And there might be some difficulty trusting it and acting on that. And that then can create further resistance or separation from it. So maybe just start off by really believing you've got intuition and you're allowed to trust it. Maybe just begin there, you know, because a lot of people don't want to trust their intuition for so many reasons. One of the reasons is because our intuition wants us to grow and change. And so many of our human selves hate that, do not want that. I always say, you'll hear me say this all the time. Our ego sometimes can be the most intuitive part of us because it's picking up that we're ready to change. And it is like, no, thanks. No, did not order that. Do not want. I like where I am. I'm safe in my little cave or my little patterns or my little habits. Nope, 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 nope. Right. So it starts to set up resistance. That's so common. You know, our intuition wants us to take leaps and our minds need to know what's going to happen or what the safety net is going to look like, or they want to be rewarded. You know, we really want to be rewarded for our risks. Our intuition wants us to be how we are and who we are authentically. And that could really upset our family or friends. We fear it can make us unlovable. It might even be weirder than we feel comfortable being. You know what I'm saying? Um, spoken as a spoken as a true freak, my friends. Frequently, our intuition will also put us on a path that looks really different than what our ego or our security-driven selves want. It's really uncomfortable, and that's why a lot of folks don't want to go there. You know. Um, it'll give you information like to try things that are so different from who you think you are. So different than a prescribed life that like kind of nine to five secure life or that existence. And also not to say that your intuition is not there to help you excel at your nine to five corporate job or in your flourishing career as a nurse or as your role as a middle school teacher or a parent or a good friend, you know, and so on and so on and so on, because it totally is. And it totally can, if that's in alignment for you, right? Another reason we're so reticent to trust our intuition is because often our intuition opens us up into the huge, great unknown. And there's no proof that things will work out. It's the hermit. It's the high priestess, you know, it's the moon. I'm talking all tarot archetypes, obviously. There's no guarantees in success or safety. We just have to take that one next step. Intuition doesn't care about muggle success or our ego uh, comforts or our ego expectations. You know, ego 
uh, I love the ego. I don't think the ego is bad, but man, has she been getting in my way lately? Uh, Raise your hand if that's been you too, because I'm ready to grow and to take some risks. And man, is she like, "Mm, I think I want to stay in my shell. So if you're there, I'm right. I'm right here with you too. I got to, got to make like that Kool-Aid commercial and break out of that ego wall, right? I'm digressing. I'm digressing. Okay. Intuition cares about healing and expression and about having experiences. So there's that tension there automatically between the spirit and our very conditioned humanness. You know, this is the heroine's journey. This is taking the leap. This is the fool card, my friends. It begins with risk. It begins with something just outside of our comfort zone or very outside of our comfort zone. And in all my classes, you know, I all always will address trauma because those of us who do uh, live with, with the symptoms often need more planning and a bit more baby steps than other folks. I am such not a fan of the self-help world that never is trauma-informed. Like, hello, are you kidding me? Um, you know, people who are like five days to a better you, like take risks, quit your job, go backpacking, or like all of these really privileged messages because we're just not all the same. You know, uh, I always compare it when I'm talking about a, a more trauma-formed impro- approach to like wading into the ocean versus running and diving straight in. And that's totally fine. There's no one way to leap or to take risks. I really want to encourage figuring out what works for you, figuring out the both and of it all. You know, you can try new things that feel a little bit outside of your comfort zone and work on healing your nervous system. Maybe that's part of your path. Maybe it's going just outside of the bandwidth Uh, of your window of tolerance just outside as you try new things, you know, as you experience that, you know, translating that nervousness, that little bit of butterfly in the tummy into excitement. You know, you can think about that, which those butterflies brings me to anxiety. Now, to be super clear, chronic anxiety is absolutely a medical condition right? That's not what I'm talking about when I'm talking about anxiety. I'm, I'm referring to feeling anxious situationally or maybe due to certain thoughts or ideas that come and go, you know, being nervous about going to another place or getting a big project done. People are always asking me, you know, what's the difference between my intuition and my anxiety? And that is fairly easy to parse out. Usually our anxiety does not feel frantic or urgent. It usually feels clear, calm, and honestly, kind of matter of fact, at least in my experience, you know, like if my intuition is telling me someone is a creep, it's uh, telling me in a way that's like pretty calm. Like they're not like, oh my God, that person's a freak, that person's a freak. <laughs> the voice is like, yep, person at six o'clock. Maybe you don't go near them. You know, maybe you just stay in your zone. Now, gonna complicate things a little bit here. What will happen sometimes is our reaction to an intuitive message, to our intuition coming through, will cause anxiety. We get a message like, you have to leave this job. It's not serving you. 
and we get anxious. Maybe we don't want to leave the job. It gives us health insurance. We don't, maybe we don't know what job we want. Maybe we don't have a plan yet. That can create anxiety, right? Like I said, the unknown often creates anxiety. And also, sometimes our intuition is also our instinct getting cranked up, telling us we need to go, telling us a situation where a person is not safe. There's a book called The Gift of Fear that talks all about this. So if you're interested in that, you can pick it up. And once again, we have this connection between intuition, anxiety, trauma. If we don't feel like we can act in our intuition, or maybe even truly cannot act, we might go into freeze. And that creates a cycle both of symptoms of those anxiety or trauma and of distrust. Regarding the both and again of it all, you can also have anxiety that comes up pretty regularly and be able to access your intuition. I compare this to sort of having like an AC unit running in the background or a white noise machine running in the foreground. It's like a filter or a haze that's sort of obstructing or covering your intuition a bit, but your intuition is still there by tuning in and really connecting to where in your body you know your intuition resides. Maybe it's your heart or your hips or your belly. Tune in there and connect to your intuition that way. That way could be an opening. Another way is uh, also by automatic writing, by writing down everything you're worried about or getting the chatter of the brain out. You're clearing the system. You know, see what happens after you clear your mind of stories that are running that could be clogging your channel. So if you think that might be you, another larger antidote, but one that definitely works is uh, begin to think about your lifestyle and your actual responsibilities versus the responsibilities maybe you think you should do. It's really important to get clear on times when you feel in flow, when you feel really in contentment and to move towards that flow, move towards that joy, do more of the things you like and less of the things you don't. And over time, you gather your courage. The last piece of this tapestry, (laughs) this weaving, this bouquet, this puzzle, I wanted to touch upon is the aspect here of being highly sensitive, which I am. And there's a chance you might be too. Welcome. We make up about 20% of the general population. HSPs, I've also referred, uh, I've also heard it referred to as SPS, sensory processing, uh, or something like that. You'll have to use the Google there. Uh, but there's like a number of different kind of subcategories or or titles for it. But um, HSPs are folks who are thought to have an increased or deeper central nervous system sensitivity to stimuli, uh, emotional, physical, social, 
So there are tests you can take. There are books you can read to, to figure that out, you know, uh, but some, some examples or some, some clues. I mean, if you've ever been told you're too sensitive, if it's hard for you to be in spaces with loud noises or really bright lights, or if you can't watch violence on TV or movies, is that you? That me. It also means we react more deeply to beauty. Like a walk in the forest might be exhilarating or listening to music might cause us to feel beautiful emotions, you know? And also HSP is different than intuition. Being a highly sensitive person, there's overlap there. There's so much overlap, of course, but like a sensory overload isn't necessarily our intuition, you know, like being in a crowd that bombards us, uh, you know, isn't necessarily our intuition. So it's kind of up to us to tune in and to hone into what is our nervous system response and what is our intuition. Again, there's overlap, but it's not always the same. Being highly sensitive and often sort of feeling a bit raw from a sensory perspective is different than your intuition speaking. Being sensitive to noise or light, that's not necessarily your intuition. It's your system reacting, you know, your system being like, okay, uh, I'm, I'm out of my bandwidth here, you know? And again, y'all know I go on and on and on about energetic boundaries. You can listen to the boundaries episode this season for more of that. And it's imperative for all of us who are HSP, who are intuitive, who may maybe do get anxiety who have symptoms of trauma and to recognize what we need and to focus on those areas that we can control, like our home, our close relationships, you know, and make sure that those are set up in a way that supports us. And my experience being, you know, all, all these things, it's been incredibly important for me to set up containers to be intuitive in, like in my room, at my altar, in nature, through my morning practice through tarot, prayer, so on and so on and so forth. You know, it's kind of like, you know, when you get home from being out and you like unbutton your pants and like take off your bra and you're like, <sighs> you know, well, you need spaces like that where you can do that for your intuition, you know, um, like drawing or singing, or chanting, or movement. The other times when I'm going to a party, I, I ground. I put my energetic boundaries up, and I stay in my little energetic bubble. I don't need to be open to everyone else's energy. And this is absolutely a practice. You know, one thing that I'm really hearing from now um, about folks with like, in quotes, opening back up, you know, the world returning, you don't have to. Like you don't have to try to do all the things and go all the places. And also take this time to really notice what you want to do, what feels good, uh, what scenarios work for you. You know, like this is a perfect time to notice who makes you feel exhausted and who makes you feel awesome. You know, it's, it's really, really important. What better time now then again, to wade in, not to just like dive into, you know, freezing cold water or, 
you know, the freezing cold water of our experiences. So if you need permission to go more slowly, if you just are processing what happened over the last year, give yourself that space and time. Take the time to practice your discernment, your discernment between the voices, between the anxiety or the nervous system stuff and your intuition. Your intuition is always there. You are intuitive. And thinking back on that both and, both take the time to practice listening to your intuition and becoming comfortable in the ways that it talks to you and shows up and move towards getting rid of that which blocks you, you know, anxiety or certain habits, lifestyle stuff, so on and so forth. We can definitely begin connecting more to our intuition by getting to know our body and our needs and to begin trusting it. Try doing this slowly in small moments, like a perfect one is what you want to have for breakfast? Do you want cherries and oats or last night's leftovers? You know, in small, non-activating ways, we can get reacquainted with our needs and our intuition and build from there. I mean, ultimately, my humble opinion is that we have to create a lifestyle that supports our unique needs and desires and path. And intuition is a way to do that. And so being intuitive is a lifestyle. I know that sounds a little cringy, my babes, but like being intuitive is a way of life. It's not convenient. It's not convenient to like our five-year plans, you know, if anyone has those anymore, do they even after the last few years? But you know what it is convenient for? Our soul. Often it's those intuitive hits that connect us to beautiful new relationships or healing or new, I don't know, job opportunities or connection to our ancestors and ancestral knowledge or our own deep inner wisdom around herbalism or color magic or poetry and a deep trust in the universe and ourselves. You know, as usual, there's tons more I could say. Similar to the Abundance Chronicles and the Boundary episode and Magic in the Moon, intuition is a topic I will come back to and revisit here. I will take questions on for my Patreon folks. Hopefully this clears some stuff up. It gives you some things to think about. It encourages you to prioritize intuition and to listen to yourself. It's so, so, so worth it. So yeah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for writing reviews. If you feel called, please share this episode on social media. Please consider sharing with a friend who needs to hear this podcast. I truly appreciate you. I'm so, so, so glad that there's so many of us who are committed to healing and intuition into living in a different way. And I'm holding that vision alongside you. Have a lovely day and a lovely week, my babes. Until next time. Moonbeaming is brought to you by 
the Moon Studio. It is created and hosted by me, Sarah Faith Godestiner. It is edited by the incredible Caitlin George Parker. Additional support is by Stella Hartman. Music is by Will Owen and myself. If you like this podcast, you can support us by going to Patreon backslash The Moon Studio and becoming a patron. You can give this podcast five stars wherever you listen and also subscribe. We'd love it if you could let one or two or three or four or more friends know about us and we accept all good vibes. Thanks so much for supporting us. Witches on planet Earth, not flying up to Mars. There is no planet B. There's a witch wherever you are.